Hello and welcome to the Zawiya podcast. I'm Brinda Darasha and today I'm talking to Khwaja Aftab Ahmed who is International Finance Corporation's Regional Director for the Middle East, Pakistan and Afghanistan. We'll be talking about the corporation's efforts to develop the region's private sector and also act as a catalyst for poverty reduction. Aftab, welcome. Thank you Brinda, thanks for having me. Would you give us a brief overview of your activities in the region, particularly the Middle East and North Africa? So, I cover Middle East, Pakistan and Afghanistan. This is a region which is 15 countries, 6 GCC countries and 9 countries in Middle East, 7 countries in Middle East and then Pakistan and Afghanistan. So, you can see from the composition of countries it's uh, most of the countries are fragile uh, low income countries uh, we talk about yemen you talk about palestine uh, lebanon iraq afghanistan pakistan so it's it's a very challenging but very exciting region so we have been focusing on this region for a long period of time and ifc restructured a year ago we just celebrated first anniversary where uh, this region was carved out in terms of to give more focus more importance to these middle east uh, fragile and and low income countries so uh, you said it is uh, the middle east has uneven levels of prosperity and development right we know that yeah. how do you yeah. ensure the investment support you provide is reaching the underserved business segments and not just those in sectors like manufacturing energy and power which find it relatively easier to access mainstream credit markets so our focus has been like what we saw one thing in in these smaller and fragile markets is access to finance and uh, women in business is one of the lowest so our focus has been uh, for focusing on micro sme sme financing uh, providing uh, gender financing so i can give you a few examples like uh, in palestine recently we committed a 5 million dollar transaction to vitas and as you know 95% of the businesses firms are micro or small small enterprises so this 5 million dollar will leverage and help in terms of reaching out to many underserved uh, firms which didn't have any access to finance similar you can f- find out a lot of lot, lot of other like we did uh, sme and 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 msc financing through our, our bank relationships uh, most of our financing when we provide credit lines to banks these are not plain vanilla credit lines usually the focus is on solving the problems in in those countries or in those regions mostly access uh, of funding to to small and medium enterprise gender financing climate so we make sure we see we do a diagnostic of the country or or the region and then structure our financing based on the needs of of the country Yeah so that was one of my questions see with the cost of funds rising across the globe due, due to the monetary tightening countries with lower credit ratings of which some are there in the middle east definitely will find it very difficult to access funds right do you see ifc ramping up its public private partnerships in such countries and uh, is blended finance a sustainable and viable option here 
definitely i think you have uh, touched on two very very important subjects number one you mentioned about ppp i think ppp is not on, only relevant to these uh, small or high risk countries but also countries in gcc so if you see the profile of of the of the countries most of these countries does not have fiscal space to allocate sovereign funding for development whether it's roads whether it's transport or or logistics or airports so ppp comes very handy and we have been focusing on ppp in the region and there are many examples so in in jordan recently we have we will be closing public sector school ppp on 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 schools in jordan we are working on uh, king expansion of king hussein bridge in in jordan the other issue is i fully agree that many of these economies uh, are high risk and normal plain vanilla financing is very difficult to attract so that's why the role of blended finance comes very handy and you may know that ifc is one of the largest implementer of blended finance over the last many years we provided through our donors 3.1 billion dollar of blended finance and which leverage are around 17 billion plus of financing so blended finance in the form of because local currency is lacking in these countries so it helps in terms of providing local currency pricing becomes a challenge so it helps in in terms of subsidizing the pricing sometimes a viability there is there is viability gap due to due to risk and this we use blended finance to address that so so you rightly mentioned it's very very difficult to without blended finance or, or risk mitigative tools to provide funding to some of these very challenging economies where where would you say this blended financing is mostly being deployed in which countries i think we are deploying not only in this region but across the globe uh, so it is uh, we use uh, recently I, i'll give you example with last year we did a very i think landmark project uh, addressing food security in yemen provided 75 million dollar uh, financing to hail said group in in yemen and uh, without blended finance this uh, financing this project would have not been possible what is the extent of ifc's involvement within the gcc IFC has been quite active in GCC so uh, it's it's very difficult because of the high income so you see GCC within GCC there are different uh, like uh, different sectors and, and and different level of of development so you find Oman from $15000 to Qatar about $60000 so we have been focusing on GCC on i think four important targets one is we worked with large conglomerates in gcc helping them to become regional champions so that helps us deploying high liquidity in gcc in some of the challenging market is middle east africa and asia and then the second thing is we have been helping gcc in terms of opening up markets reforms women in business and ppp so that's the second pillar the third pillar which is very very important is climate finance and you have seen that lot more awareness has been created so uae last 15 years was the single largest emitter per capita carbon emitter per per capita and now they have uh, they have come up with a goal by 2050 they will be the 
lowest carbon emitter per capita. So they have come up with large programs and, and as you may know, UAE will be hosting COP28 next year, which shows you the commitment of the UAE government. On the other side, Saudi Arabia has come up under the 2030 vision, has come up with the very ambitious uh, greening the economy project which is almost half a trillion dollar. So we are helping on them on the climate finance side in terms of investment. A lot of these companies like Aquapower, Mazdar, Averda, these are all uh, green financing, helping them to invest outside the region. And then the last pillar is financial inclusion, which we see even these high income countries in terms of uh, have access to low access to finance as as far as come, come to lower income segment of the of, of some of these countries. So financial inclusion, which includes gender finance and digital financing. So these are main our main four pillars. IFC recently launched a venture capital fund to finance technology startups in Africa, the Middle East and Pakistan, right? Obviously you see great opportunities there. Could you give us some details? This is a very exciting opportunity, frankly speaking, and, and I'm very passionate about it. The issue is, if you see one common thread in the region is bulge of youth population. This has the highest youth population in, in across the globe. And this can create opportunity in terms of if you help the youth in terms of on the employment side, or otherwise, uh, if you remember the Arab, the reason for Arab, Arab Spring in the last decade was, uh, was high youth unemployment. So that's why this is a very exciting opportunity. It's a 225 million platform focusing of, on Africa, Middle East, Central Asia and, and Turkey. And th these regions are one of the lowest in terms of availability of VC funding. So just to give you an example, in 2021, this re these regions attracted only 2% of 640 billion of global VC funding. And with the recent turmoil post-COVID-19 and Ukraine war, uh, there has been slowdown in global VC funding. So we wanted to help these youth startups, help them grow into into scalable ventures that can at least that, that can attract mainstream equity and debt. So a lot of handholding will be required, but we are getting a lot of 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 interest. So a lot of tax startups are approaching IFC and 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 and, and we're creating a, a very good pipeline going for going forward. We will be focusing on 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 technological innovations in climate, healthcare, education, agri and e-commerce. And, e and we feel that MENA, Middle East, North Africa tech and boost GDP by approximately 40% or 1.6 trillion and create 1.5 million jobs over the next decade. The, on Pakistan, I think uh, Pakistan has lagged behind on digital transformation compared to its neighbors, India and, and some other countries or, or East Asia, Vietnam and others. So uh, we, we have seen a, a really growth in, in digital transformation in Pakistan. So we feel that uh, uh, digital transformation could unlock about 60 billion uh, in economic value uh, to, to about 19% of GDP in, in the next, next decade. So that's why this is opportunity, this program, and this will be, uh, this program will come up with uh, $50 million of, of World World Bank facility for uh, for more fragile and, and low-income countries. So this can, if, if deployed well, I think this can create uh, a catalytic role in terms of a lot of similar funding coming from other donors and, and multilateral. What are some of the challenges faced by multilateral agencies like the IFC? 
I think not directly we don't face challenges, but the issue is the region is challenging. So you see this region has the most political instability, the most impacted by COVID-19, uh, more impacted by the war in, in Ukraine on foods, food security. So as uh, our CEO Maktar said that, in, uh, that uh, this is new normal. So one that will require new partnerships and create mindsets to pave way for a more sustainable, resilient and, and inclusive future. So we don't see things, the inflation rates are high, sovereign debts are going up. So we don't see things normalizing. So we have to, to really adjust, not not us, but all other multilateral adjust in terms of addressing these gaps and providing solutions to the market. Sadly, that's all we have time for. Thank you, mm -hmm. Aftab, for taking the time for us. Brinda, thanks a lot. I think thanks. Thanks. It was a good discussion. Thank you. You have been listening to the Zavia podcast. Mm -hmm.